1: 20th Century Studios presents Vacation Friends 2, only on Hulu Friday. Look at us, all together again. We just wanted to give you guys a real honeymoon. Shots! 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 This Friday. Dad! He was just released from jail. Where can I get a drink around here? Back on vacation. This place is nice. It's drug lord nice.
0: I'm sorry, drug lord nice?
1: With more baggage. Ever since he showed up, he turned this relaxing vacation into total chaos. Who does that? Vacation Friends 2, rated R. Streaming only on Hulu. Friday.
0: Bry they did better when you were in Spain. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Running joke here cuz Bry was gone and the Warriors closed the season and uh they they got into that slot and didn't have to go to the play in but uh first two games of this series against the Kings I I feel like if you were to run a simulation, this is kind of how the teams played during the regular season. The Warriors played much better in game one, but uh, sort of the Kings. I, th- the, I thought the Kings kind of played uh, below average from what they were playing in this game too. And some of it was uh, the mucking of, of the game up and the Warriors tried to slow it down. You saw Steph specifically, you know, taking his eight seconds to get over half court, whereas the Kings were just running as fast as they could. So the tale of two teams, but uh, the Warriors lose game two. Uh, they kind of lost themselves a little bit. And I guess we should open up. But we'll, we'll get to – we have a couple of, of categories here that we'll get into. But I think we should open up with this Draymond thing. So fourth quarter uh, – actually, it was in the third quarter. Kevon Looney gets his fifth foul uh, pretty early. And, and Kerr has to pull him out. Uh, and Draymond ha- got his fourth foul like two fouls in a row in the third quarter. And so he had to come out and now Looney gets his fifth. Draymond has to come in. So he's playing a lot of the third quarter and the fourth quarter, uh, you know, not being able to pick up fouls and he's playing really well. Like this guy is playing such great defense using his hands. He's getting charge calls. He's mixing it up. There's a play on the baseline. Where he saves the ball from going out of bounds, and he's like falling backwards, and Sabonis uh, is trying to get up, and they kind of collide, and you know, like has been the case, Sabonis is just kind of flailing uh, to get the call, and he does, and all of a sudden you're just like, what did I just see? They were they 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 look at the thing and they go, okay, that that wasn't a foul, but that moment there told me like. They are hunting this dude. (laughs) Draymond is on their nerves, whether it's the constant chirping or whatever it was. So then we get to the, to, to the play. Uh, Sabonis basically grabs like an ankle, like an MMA fighter would like he grabs it like a a jujitsu fighter on his back. He grabs the ankle as if he's trying to take him down. And Draymond is trying to pull his foot up. And as he's pulling his foot up, he stomps down once on uh, Sabonis' chest or his ribs or, or his side or whatever it was. And then he finally pulls his foot out. And so we get technical on Sabonis for putting him in an ankle lock, double technical, flagrant two on Draymond. He gets kicked out of the game. I think the Warriors were down three or four at that point. And. That was hasta la vista baby, for that game because Looney had to come back in. They were putting Looney in screen and roll, and he was dying. He was tired, and that's your ball game right there. So, as that Draymond play happens, what did you think? What 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 was going through your mind? Because I can tell you exactly what was going through my mind. Yeah, I
2: mean, I think you can break it down by the seconds, like. Sabonis grabs his leg, and I jump up like, hey, what the hell? And then point three seconds later, Draymond stomps, and I'm like, oh, no. This, I feel it, like it, it was it, very it, reminiscent of yeah. the LeBron thing. It's, yeah, it's it's, it's the f- same thing. Fe- player A makes a dirty move, and Player B, being Draymond in both scenarios, just reacts with an even more maybe dirty way, and that's the one that's going to get the suspension. I get it, but... Uh,
0: and, and, you know, the reason why it's so reminiscent is because that game that the Warriors were easily winning, Draymond was so over the top, so demonstrative in that game that where the Warriors go up 3-1, like he and LeBron were going at it that game. Lots of chirping, lots of standing up chest to chest. And then that moment where LeBron walks over him and, and Draymond, you know, does what he did. It was a moment of like, all eyes are on you, buddy. Like this is, you know, if, if you just let LeBron do that and we're winning, you know, it, it's fine. Like they had, that's just his aggression. And same thing here. We weren't, the Warriors weren't winning, it but looks good, though. you let, you let Sabonis grab you and goad you into getting kicked out of this game, a game in which the Warriors needed so badly uh, and we'll talk about that in a second because I think that's a major takeaway of this game. Is I think it's been understated how much of a must-win this game was. Even somewhat, Steph Curry's comments after Game One. Uh, you know, I kind of I kind of wondered a little bit about the lack of urgency. But so that happens, Draymond gets kicked out. He's going at the crowd. There's a Caucasian man in a, in a jersey who's flipping him off. And just f bombing him, and the camera pans to Draymond, and Draymond is calling him uh, the word that that rhymes with wussy just over and over and over. So, Ugly, <laughs> you know, unnecessary, really. But you know that 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 environment where you know Kings fans were 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 lit. They were going crazy, and they were happy to see Draymond kind of get goaded into into what he did. if if he doesn't do that and you really get the tech and then you make the free throw and then you shorten the game and, you know, Sabonis is, is kind of, I, I thought Sabonis was just tired. I thought he was just tired. He's, if you saw the play, the play that, that he falls down on is clay is trying to box him out. Sabonis pushes clay, clay falls. And then Sabonis also falls. And that's when he grabs, I just, I thought Sabonis was gassed. And that little uh three minute rest he took on the ground where I thought, you know, maybe breath was taken out of him or whatever, that actually helped him, I thought, because he got his he got his win back and and uh, he played pretty well down the stretch. Uh it was I mean, did you th- was that the game for you too? Was that like pretty much game over once Draymond got kicked out?
2: I think I think there was a couple possessions to start it back up once everything got, you know. Draymond kicked out. Everyone's back on the court. I think they scored like two or three possessions in a row. And I was like, oh, you just gave them bulletin board material. But I think I was just reacting because I was hot like Draymond was. And um, yeah, I think has Draymond ever said in in that game against the Cavs that he wishes he didn't do that? Like, has that ever or does he stand on that?
0: I I don't know.
2: Like, I feel like I haven't heard him say like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. And
0: I mean, has he ever said that he does? He wishes he didn't punch Jordan Poole in the face. Like. Yeah, uh, we haven't is heard that, either. So. you know,
2: God, man, I love Draymond, but he's got some he's got some issues. And I feel like this is completely off the point of basketball. But like, I feel like I feel like if you did ask him, like, would you redo this a bonus one? Would you redo the LeBron one? And he has like he probably would redo it. It's like, you know, they disrespected me as a man. It's like that toxic masculinity shit that I feel like he has. And that's so annoying. But and- it, he costed them the game.
0: Uh, you know, and so, and somewhat it kind of, it probably he believes it probably makes him the player that he is, it gets him fired up the way to play, yeah. but it's just unnecessary stuff. And I, I'm really interested in Steve Kerr's comments tonight. We're recording before uh, I could see any of that.
2: And is he doing I, a presser or is he recording his podcast right now? That's the main who question. Draymond.
0: I'm, I don't yeah. really care what Draymond says because you kind of know what he's going to say, right? You know, he's not going to be apologetic, he's not going to, he's not going to, you know, apologize to the team uh and and you know maybe the team doesn't doesn't want to you saw Jordan Poole like gassing him like riling him up and and I was just like, man, like I think we just lost a basketball game, and you guys are not taking this thing seriously, mm-hmm. but you know Steve Kerr is going to be honest to a fault, right, like he's gonna say exactly what he thinks, and he's gonna say whether or not he thought that was a good play. I'm sure he can't have thought it was a good play. But he'll also say, yeah, you know, we didn't lose the game right there. We lost it in this and we did this and we did, you know, just just like you did in, in game one. Um, but let's move to uh, some 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 takeaways here. I told you before that, you know, you know, have a, a thought or two as as one thing that you learned from watching this game that you thought was a big takeaway. I'll go first. <clears throat> I wanted to look at the box score before I even mentioned anything about this because sometimes your eyes can deceive you. I thought uh, Clay Thompson on defense was maybe the, the and this some of this may have to do with just the Kings have such great uh, athletes. I thought this was the worst that he's looked defensively pretty much all year long. And it's so unfortunate because you watch this guy and he's, He's trying so hard, but you know what really great Clay Thompson defense looks like because he's constantly moving his feet and he's getting his body in possession in position. And he was doing a lot of reaching, he was doing a lot, he was trying to anticipate where he's supposed to be. And then he would get beat, and then you'd see a reach. And it was just unfortunate because it's not the Clay that you're used to. And even last year, I think to some extent, because Boston was so big he could kind of get away with it but man he's he was struggling anytime he was anywhere near fox anytime he was near monk Uh, even davion mitchell i don't know if they matched up often but davion mitchell was just quick as lightning tonight too even with that ugly jumper that just kept going in but that's my first takeaway is I'm not sure Clay, I'm not sure this is a Clay series. I, I don't, un, unless he just shoots out lights out and he, I think he made uh he was five for 10, but some of those came really late. But if he's, unless he shoots lights out and he's just on fire and he's not forcing, but I didn't even really think he could, he, he got great looks either. And some of that may be the, uh, the lack of movement. So I, some will have to talk to him about it, but. Did you see what what did you think about Clay's movement and his athleticism in the first two games, really? I mean,
2: I I think if we did a podcast after that first game, this would have been a point I brought up too, because I think it was the game that the Kings won in the regular season. The Warriors won three out of the four games, the Kings won one. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of things that went into that win for the Kings, but one thing that I always remember is just that Darren Fox and Malik Monk kept taking Clay off the dribble, and there was yeah. nothing they could do about it. Um, you know, prime Clay Thompson, he's staying in front of them. But I've lost a step because I've had two major injuries. Clay Thompson, he can't guard those super quick small guys. He can't guard the John Morants. Uh, he can't guard the De'Aaron Foxes of the world, the Malik Monks, the Darius Garland's. Those small, super quick guards, he can't really stay in front of. I mean, that's why I think he can guard the Jalen Browns, which is weird. I mean, well, Jalen Brown, you know, a bigger guy, quick too, but a bigger guy. I feel like he can guard like the Jalen Browns, you know, like the Devin Bookers, the guys who. You know, aren't relying completely on quickness, more so on shot making ability. I feel like Clay can stay in front of like if, if they were to play the Lakers for next round. I mean, this is I don't know anymore, but <laughs> <laughs> like he can guard Austin Reeves. Like that's the type of guy he could probably guard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those super quick guards are just killing him these days.
0: Yeah, the athleticism piece, and this was what was so special about Clay is because in uh in the four titles, he was guarding the point guard he was guarding the smaller player because Steph would get attacked and you know then then you get a, an exhausted Steph but clay was able to do that so you know this is not saying he that he, it takes anything away from his previous accolades it's just in this series i think this may have been the worst matchup for him you you play against uh phoenix you play against memphis and i think there are spots where where you can hide him a little bit better but not on the, not in this series because uh, their their wings are uh i'm i'm sorry their guards are quick and then you know sometimes he he gets uh and i wonder this is this is such a, a funny reminder for me but he gets matched up against harry b and harry b goes hard pivot pivot short you know hook or short little floater or whatever and Clay couldn't stop that either. And and the first thing I thought about, and I've told you this story before, but I talked to uh, Jim Barnett, Warriors uh, color guy, and he said he told me that he's like, I wish Clay and Harrison could just play one on one, full court, and you could only dribble three times because what it would do is it would force them to get creative with their footwork because neither guy can really take the ball to the to the basket. Uh, with, with any sort of uh, creativity or, you know, shot creation. And I said, well, you know, Harrison Barnes was, you know, went to UNC, like, you know, how, how is anyone teaching him footwork? Is any teaching him post moves, pivot moves? And he's like, no, they just want him to go to the school. Like they treat him like he's already great. And so I just thought that, you know, that just, I'm watching this and I'm going like, wow. Harrison's got some moves here, and unfortunately for Clay, he's got the base, but he doesn't got the length. And Harrison did him dirty a couple times. So, yeah, it was just such a bummer. It's like kind of a heartbreaking thing when you see a guy who is just so uh, memorable and fantastic, and in, in the playoffs, you're like, okay, even if Clay's shot goes awry, like he's just d'ing up, and this is not the dude anymore.
2: Yeah, um, I, I think someone's gonna have. To- I don't know what mean. Um, I don't know what you tell him, but the 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 plus not minus stat isn't doing him any favors. What he was team low plus minus first game. I think Dante Divincenzo had two worse than him this game, but he's right up there again, like a minus eleven or minus thirteen, whatever he was. Uh, I, I I'm 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 at a loss for words, man. This is like a walk it back podcast for me. Mm -hmm. Like I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pull back some takes here. And I feel like my takeaway, or did you want to say something?
0: Well, I I was going to tell you, Draymond did speak. He said, and, and you know, we'll have to hear the full sound by Anthony Slater just posted a little bit of it and I'm not even hearing it. I'm just reading it. He said, my leg got grabbed second time in two nights. And then he said that he needed to put his foot somewhere, but officials told him he stomped too hard. So that is his uh, explanation for what happened here, and uh, I, I wonder. <laughs> there's truth to
2: it, but like he wasn't, it wasn't all good intentions. Like there's truth to what he's saying. There's some frustration. There was
0: definitely some frustration 100%. in that stomp, and I and and you and he's not going to get the benefit of the doubt on that, which is the other part of it because it just shows that if you want to goad him into doing something poorly you can yeah. and in big games and you're just like, you know, come on, just trust in, in the, in your team, trust that you guys can do it. And that for that moment, it it wasn't there for him, unfortunately, but yeah, go for your, your major takeaway.
2: I was going to say like, what changed from game one to game two? It's like game one, we tested it out. We saw, you know, what they did and, and you know, what we needed to work on for the next game and what was Kerr's. main pointers it was what was it rebounds and what was the other one turnovers i don't know same, no, same... It,
0: it was uh it was just letting the kings get the offensive rebounds which is literally all he said
2: <laughs> that happened again right it was the what was the rebound count 46 to 58 rebounds i don't have the offensive rebound count but that's a 12 differential um game one it was 41 to 50 so only a nine differential on the total it's 87 to 108 so that's damn near 20 rebounds and this is the
0: seventh worst rebounding team in the nba in the regular season that is doing this yeah i mean
2: i think i think there's like i think there's a couple of things to this entire takeaway but yeah i think the main theme of mine is like what changed from game one to game two i don't think i don't really think i think all the things that the kings did well they did well again i think all the things that the warriors did bad they did bad again so i'm just wondering like what were the conversations had what was practiced on i didn't kirk cancel a practice like what's What's happening? What do they what what so I think that, you know, there's a there's there's a clear, you know, lack of out there. Like they're they're lacking size and they're lack they're lacking size for rebounds and I mean yeah, they need a GP two, but I think the Wiseman thing not working out has is, is been a real bummer because they need a shot blocker or they at least need someone else who could help rebound. They need Otto Porter Jr. out there who's kind of been replaced by Kaminga, but Kaminga's not getting... Kaminga has the shortest leash out of anyone, which I got, I think in plus minus, they were saying after game one, they're like, we thought Kaminga had like a good game and, you know, like he's just not going to get... He's going to have a really short leash. I kind of thought the opposite. I thought that they were baiting him into shooting bad shots. Um not that he had, like, a terrible game, but I didn't think he had this great game that Anthony Slater seemed to think he had. Um, and game two, I feel like the first mistake he made, he was out. I think he had, like, three minutes.
0: Well, he was the Alex Len, you know, Alex Len was hurting them on the offensive end, and then on defense, Kaminga was the, the guy who was attacking Alex Len. So from that perspective, you know, he 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 saw that. He's like, oh, I got this guy who can't guard me, so I'm just going to go to the hoop, and and he did. But it's just that brick of a three that everyone's going to remember that kind of killed, uh, you know, a a nice little uh, possession for them.
2: Yeah, I thought what was funny in game one really quick is that uh, Kaminga was at the three-point line, Alex Len on him, and Kaminga goes to shoot. Alex Len contests like it's Stephen Curry, and I see the King's bench, like Mike Brown, like yelling at him. (laughs) Anyone, like, but him, like, leave him wide open. Kaminga got a layup after that. I don't think they made that mistake ever again, so,
0: yeah. So there there were two guys who Steve Kerr didn't really give any opportunity to whatsoever. Uh, And they were both on the floor during the run where the Warriors have a successful first quarter. The game was ugly, but they had a successful first quarter. I think it was 23 to 17 maybe or something like that was the first quarter. And then they boat raced the Warriors to start the second quarter. Who was on the floor? Jonathan Kaminga. Dante DiVincenzo, Steph is on the bench. Dante DiVincenzo, who has been such a great player for them, uh, he's been starting, you know, coming off the bench, just energy, deep rebounding, you know, for such a small player. He played 12 minutes, and he was a minus 13. I would imagine the majority of that comes during that run. He had no shot attempts. And this is a guy who I don't know how many threes he hit in game one, but I felt like his shot was great in game one. Yeah, did not. He had an open three that he kind of pump faked into a pass that, you know, I forget exactly what happened on the possession, but he he kind of just decided he wasn't going to shoot that. And Jonathan Kaminga four minutes, a little bit less than four minutes, one rebound minus 10. There There was the moment where uh, Malik Monk hit, I think he hit three straight shots. And I told you and Ben, uh, our buddy Ben Cruz in the text, I was like, Kaminga's on the floor. He's the one who's, uh, you know, missed the rotation or whatever. Curse pulling him. And he literally didn't come back in the game. Not that I wanted that to happen, but I'm like, who's going to get the blame here? Jonathan Kaminga. And he did. He got the blame. Moses Moody played double the minutes that, that good Kuminga minutes did. Too. and was, moody was, was really good moody he also passed up a wide open 3 point. oh
2: there. man that costed them that was that, a, was, that, that was, was a bad one yeah
0: um but he had five rebounds and moses moody in his eight minutes had five rebounds Kavon looney in his 22 minutes had seven and, I don't
2: use that stat against him though. I feel like it's like sometimes in his position, it's a lot of like I have to box out their best rebounder. So someone else, please, for the love of God, get it.
0: And GP had six. So, you know, there's a couple other guys with five. Wiggins had five, Clay had five. But Moody is in there in the mix. And he's got to play. I I yeah, I wonder. And and you know, again, you know, not to harp on the clay thing, because you don't want to trust Moses Moody late in a game in a playoff game, you know, offensively. But I wonder if some of those, you know, because Andrew Wiggins played 39 minutes, the second game after being out for so long. I can't imagine that was what they wanted, but he played well. It, this, the three balls not there for him and he shot too many of them, but nine of 19, five rebounds, uh, 22 points. He's, he was dead even on the plus minus. Uh he played 39 minutes. Steph played 40 uh 40 minutes and 46 seconds. So all of us from game one who were saying, Why are we why is this guy playing you know 37 minutes? Uh he he played he played more. Uh probably wasn't for the best because his three-point percentage uh was 23.1 on 13 threes today. And I think you had to give a little credit to uh Davion Mitchell. I think I thought and some of this is recency bias because I was mostly watching that game where uh, the Warriors beat the the second teamers. And Mitchell was playing that game a lot, and they just let this dude shoot, and he was bricking hard. And I was like, ah, oh, like, you know, 30% three-point shooter. If he plays, great. You know, he's going he's gonna to D up Steph, but on the offensive end, he's just going to be a, a negative, and that was not the case. He was not a negative. On offense today, he had 14 points, 2 of 6 from 3, 5 of 10 from the field. Oh, man, I thought he was so good tonight.
1: There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends nine nineteen. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Um,
0: another takeaway that I, I would say I, I have one more takeaway, and I think it's this one is a little bit of it's a little too easy. Um, Jordan Poole. I mean, it's he had a bad game in a in a time where you know he's got more eyeballs on him than than most because Warriors fans are looking for someone to blame. Because you don't want to blame Dre. You don't want to blame Steph. You don't want to blame Klay. Those guys are kind of blameless. So who do you blame? And a lot of the finger pointing goes to Jordan. Well-deserved tonight. Well-deserved. One of seven shooting. Zero for three from three. There were moments where... I I was like... He knows that the Kings are running down the court, right? (laughs) Like the Kings are trying to score off of a missed shot. And he is looking back at the referee thinking that he's going to be able to D up the trail, man. And then when he gets across half court, someone is yelling at him because he's on the wrong guy. And he completely missed the guy who, who was on the left hand side of the floor. And he, luckily the, the Kings missed, but I was just like, man, in, in this kind of moment, how can you lose such focus on that end? And I'm glad he only played 15 minutes. He was terrible tonight. It was too much. and, And GP, you know, they're kind of the opposite player, right? GP, GP's super dogged. He's, he's all hustle. He's, you know, he's just in, in your jock defense. And Jordan is, you know, flashy and offensive and like, I thought Gary Payton played such good basketball today. Being undersized and I I think he's got to move ahead. I mean, he's already ahead of Jordan in the rotation the way that they're playing this, but I would like to see Jordan if he you know, it's kind of a it's kind of a rhythm thing with him. If he's on offensively, then you kind of go okay, we have to be okay with some of the defensive stuff because he's the only one who can really get to the rim but if he's not and maybe the ankle was bothering him a, l- a little bit tonight it was i think the minutes were perfect for him 15 minutes get him out of here he's not he wasn't ready to play this type of basketball today and gp was uh but it just wasn't enough that you know they're so undersized and and the kings are so athletic this is a, this is a bad recipe of basketball for the warriors
2: yeah and you know i'm usually i'm usually like very anti I'm, I'm on Jordan. Like I, I, like every time, you know, I say it at every podcast, like how many times does this guy fall on the ground? And then it's a four on five the other way. Like that's just so defeating. And I'm always on him about that, but honestly, like how did Rick Celebrini clear this guy? Like he just, he just looked injured the entire time. And, you know, I don't want to completely use that as an excuse, but I just feel like that's the worst I've ever seen him play defensively. Like he was just flopping like the flopping was out of control today. And I almost feel like that was just compensation of like, I'm hurt. Um,
0: Well, some of, I mean, you, you know, you played high school basketball, you know what it's like. Some guys when they're hurt, they just mentally, they go, okay. Like I may not be able to do this, but that means I just have to do this because that's what I can control. And some guys when they're hurt, they, they're they looking for excuses to not play well, right? They expect to not play well, and they're looking for, th- for that excuse. And I don't know, Jordan. He He's a gamer. He's not trying to play poorly. But he it almost looked like he was looking for an out because it just wasn't there for him, you know. And, you know, Steph turned his ankle in the first quarter, I think. And I was just like, oh, no, here we go again. Yeah. But he hung in there. He wasn't good. I, I, you know, it's maybe one of the worst – big Steph Curry games that, that we've seen uh, of late. Uh, And, you know, I, I don't think that that is necessarily a major takeaway because again, they, they were all out trying to stop this guy and he, you know, he was careless. He was too many turnovers. Him and Draymond are just like throwing the basketball around. Some of this was Draymond trying to throw guys open. Like Draymond knew where these guys should go and they didn't know where they were, were supposed to go. So he's throwing them to open spots, and they're just not there. Um, some of the energy, especially in the first half, was just so low. I was just like, "Man, you guys don't understand that." Or they they do understand, but in my mind, you you don't understand the stakes here. Like, um, but yeah. So that was my other takeaway. Do you have any, do you have another one?
2: Yeah, um, I think it's is it the Kings are good defensively? Is it the Warriors are just super careless, or is it just a little bit of both? Because I wasn't. You know, I think the defense they're playing, it's very pushed out. It's we're going to try to get Curry right away at half court. And unlike Rob Williams of the Celtics, who's a way better defender than Sabonis. But Rob Williams was still giving Steph a little bit of cushion on that pick and roll Mm -hmm. from half court in the finals. And Steph would be able to take a three from three feet behind the three point line. It almost is like Sabonis watched that. It's like, I'm not letting that happen. Sabonis is up there in pick and roll at half court, too. And it's almost like, okay, guys, like. If you're the faster guy, all you have to do is get by one person and you have a free court down. You see what Steph did in the fourth quarter like three possessions in a row. Oh, easy layup, easy layup, easy mm-hmm. layup. Like where the hell was that all game? Like not I'm I know it's difficult. I I but that just it seems very um that makes sense, right? That makes sense in my head is that you have a team that is bad defensively but they are very pushed out to stop to take away your three all you need to do is get by them. If you just watch it on a piece of paper and you have all the little dots moving around, you know, I'm, I'm sure like, it looks like they can get by. I, I, I don't, I don't know, totally know what's going on there. Um, yeah. This Kings team has been bad defensively all year. And, you know, I wonder if maybe, I don't know if they want to admit it or not to me, it looks like the crowd's getting to them. I think it's too loud. And I think that, you know, it's rattling them just a little bit and it doesn't help that they're already bad on the road. Doesn't help that the crowd's super loud. And, you know, it doesn't help that they're not really taking any of this shit seriously. And it's very, this is the,
0: this is the road warriors that we saw season long. Yeah. The the way that they handled. And that was
2: your question. (laughs) You were like, are they, my fear is that they might not turn it on and they haven't, I think the only optimistic thing you can say is that, is that Wiggins' first game back they literally lost because Wiggins wasn't playing at 80% of himself. Like they were a three ball away. Wiggins went one for eight from three, a couple of things could have been changed, but they lost game one of a multitude of things. But you could probably confidently say that like, Hey, if Wiggins was, you know, 80% of the guy, he was, I don't know if it was the finals or even that damn Washington wizards game halfway through the season where he had a 30 ball. If he was 80% of that guy, they win that game. This game, you know, the Draymond ejection doesn't help. I think the Kings, you know they they brought it tonight and god no one it's it blows my mind how uh you know De'Aaron fox is so good Mm -hmm. like i think he i think he just recklessly like he's so controlled don't get me wrong but i think he like recklessly he's faster quicker more athletic than most people on the court and i think he just recklessly drives the ball to the paint and right when he gets to the paint he grabs it and just jumps as high as possible and then he just gets this like like the definition of a floater, he is floating in the air as he's taking that little mid range shot right in the paint. And it is cash every single time. He is so entertaining to watch, but no one can like, I, I think, you know, Wiggins is an elite de- perimeter defender. GP two is an elite per- perimeter defender. And, Man, like they almost need to play all forty-eight because Monk and Fox are killing them. You look at the assist totals; the Warriors are beating them in assists because they move the ball more. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the Kings are just saying, "We're just gonna get by you. We're just gonna give it to our best ball handlers and get by you because we're more athletic and we can finish at the rim." It's it's a tale of a tale of two teams, like you said, and one team, you know, the Warriors have been missing a guy who hits mid-range and and you know drives to the basket all season, and you know. It's gonna take a lot. Uh, it's gonna take a lot for them to
0: to get in, back. In uh, in the non-box and one defensive settings, why aren't they trying to put Sabonis in high pick and roll? They're 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 ru- they're running him through screens, but that's to open up stuff at the top of the key to get threes. But why aren't they trying to you put him in the pick and roll like the Kings put Looney in? to then get Steph coming downhill and then making decisions uh yeah
2: there's something weird there because like it's like they get Kevon I mean they get Sabonis in the pick and roll they get the switch they want but if their action isn't there if it's you know not bang bang like pass it to the corner then that guy goes passes to the middle it's like they want that they want to do it all over again they want yeah. the pick it's like I you are Steph Curry and you have Sabonis on you like can you please iso it's like nope i need to do the pick and roll again and we need to see if we can get it again so i can get freaking davion mitchell back on me like I what know. is happening with that stuff you, it's like you know, there's no iso there's no iso uh yeah sorry
0: no no no. you you know what it was sad is clay would get that switch and clay would pull it out and then he'd try to take sabonis off he the table and he couldn't i saw that too oh so sad <laughs> so sad uh all right let's uh let's go to you know this is going to be a tough one cuz i'm not even sure who you would say played well for the warriors but if you're going to go player of the game for the warriors and i do we'll we'll bring up the draymond stuff before uh before the show's over but i do have another question about draymond for you but let's try and stay positive who do you think played well today or tonight
2: tonight i think uh I, mean, I think Draymond played well <laughs> up until up until that happened. I think Moses Moody played well. I think GP2 played well. I think Wiggins played well on you know I think he played well, well from what we could have ex- expect uh, I think Steph, you know, there's maybe his shooting numbers don't look as great cuz he just hucked 3 at the end that had no chance, but I think Steph, you know, played well given that injury in the beginning that I literally sat down and I was like I think our season's over. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, I mean played well maybe no one played well there's a couple guys who played good no one played great you know um who do you think played well i have something after that boat
0: i i'm i'm if i was to give the player the game for the words i'd give it to gp2 i thought yeah. he you know this dude is this dude's all heart and he made two for three from three he had the the slashing dunk and steph with the look away pass and he had six rebounds at how tall is he six four six three <laughs> this dude is in the mix. And I thought, you know, Steph can probably win player of the game almost every single time. You know, the thing about the box score is you look at Clay's numbers and you go, oh, he kind of played okay. No, he did not. He, the minus 11 is the, the blemish because he shot okay, but he couldn't get a shot. He couldn't get open enough to shoot, which was frustrating. I'm like, where is this? Where is Clay? Like, how come he's not? He looked better than this during the season. Like, yeah. I don't know what the hell is going well, on. Well, the like, defense, you know, they always say in the playoffs, the defense, takes it to another level and yeah well you know, you know there's something what you said about what changed from this game to uh, last game to this game I think the main thing that changes they allowed their stars to play a little bit longer or <laughs> that's at least it. that was really it but now are are they going to make st- some strategic changes at all or yeah, can you predict
2: just... any because I mean that's the I think you predicted the last one in the finals like they're gonna do something, and I don't know what it is. If they don't do anything, it's over, right? Like if they just try to play this game straight up and chase, and just say, so, "You know, we're so good here, at home." Here,
0: here's the question, right? I think and think this might be Kerr's question, and he'll make some adjustments. I'm sure there's. Can I things. wait? Can
2: I pitch one? Because yeah. remember, I told you I was gonna say something after the player of the game. I, I think they found their lineup. Um, Which is- I, I have the I have the the lineups pulled up. It's calculated by the two games so far, two games played in the playoffs. Um, it's what I saw on screen, too. I texted all my friends. I was like, I think they might have found their lineup. I think it was to close of the half or to start the third. I forget what it was. It was Steph, Clay, Draymond, Wiggins, and GP2. Mm. They've played 16 minutes together this series. They're a plus six. It's the highest plus out of any of the lineups. And it's the most minutes played. So it's like the double, double whammy, double good.
0: So it's just loony out, GP in. Yeah. And, I mean, you can do that if Draymond doesn't get in foul trouble. And And
2: I think they do it when Monk and Fox is in. That's probably why, because you have your two ball stoppers.
0: Yeah, no, I like that lineup. I I liked it a lot. and It's just, man, if you could just find a spot for Kaminga, they need to spot him minutes. He's not going to... He's got to
2: play. He, like, has to. Like, he, he gives... Wiggins and GP2, I don't think, as conditioned and as you know, Wiggins doesn't ever really get hurt. If you look at his career totals on games played, like he's pretty much a a Kevon Looney, Jordan Poole type of do it all, play it all. But like, I don't know if he could do 40 minutes every single night for seven games. Like Kaminga is your third ball stopper. I think the short leash stuff, I kind of get it. But if you look at how Kaminga defended in all of the games this season, like you relied on him so much and he had mix-ups to start the game. Like it was getting a feel for who he was guarding. That's normal. But I, I, you know... Jesus. Fox is a different level of quickness, but
0: different level. And Monk is a is a different level of an inside outside guy because you're so worried about the three, and he's got a great first step, and then he can finish as well. It just it makes me wonder like, like is he hiding? Like, because you remember we had this conversation where like who who should they try to trade for? And I mentioned Monk, and you're know, like, eh he can't can't really play defense. And I, I can see that like they're gonna they're gonna challenge him defensively, but I, I watch Monk and I'm like, that is what I wish Jordan Poole could do. Consistently. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh, we got the wrong guy. But uh, anyways, uh, all right. Uh, do you think they start with that
2: lineup was just kind of my strategic?
0: Well, uh, that that could be, you know, if Kerr does change something, it could be that. And then I guess the first sub is Looney for Draymond. Um. And the, I don't think and, they
2: started just because I. I think it's so. I think they just. You'd have to save it for the Fox Monk stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh. uh by the way, our guy Big Leo still thinks the Warriors win in six. I appreciate
2: the confidence. He, he, I don't you, think they could win he, four straight. He's
0: going four straight, man. I don't. He's think like the win. Warriors got it figured out. They're playing chess. Kings are playing checkers. Warriors got it figured out four straight. If If this happens, big Big Leo, I hope. I hope you go to Vegas and, and put some money on this, Big Leo. I'm
2: saying some inre- irresponsible things on Twitter if that happens.
0: <laughs> All right. So uh, there's a moment in this game. Oh, yeah. We call it our our, our definition of, of when someone has has a butt cheeks moment is the opposite of clutch when they get tight. And, they, and, you know, the, they let the nerves get to them. That is uh, the, the butt cheeks, that, that <laughs> like what we call. And so what is that moment of the game? I think it's got to be Dre. And, and you know, the other thing about this, and this is why I wanted to, I mentioned to you, I want to say something about Dre. Would it be out of the realm of possibility that the NBA decides to tack on a suspension for that?
2: If they do, they're writing the Warriors dynasty, like,
0: they're, they're they're doing it with the the pen on the paper like they have that they have that ability. In the, like in the I, I don't hand. I don't know what the rule is because I think in the uh, Draymond would have to get to four points to be suspended for a game, and the flagrant yeah. foul gives him two.
2: Yeah, because it was a double flagrant or flagrant two. Yeah. Uh,
0: so I would you know like okay, well that's why you have the points, and you know you shouldn't suspend him because he's, he doesn't have four. But what if the NBA you know, starts looking at the tape like it's the, you know JFK's a Pruder film, and they start slow motioning it. You know, the thing about it is when they when they did the slow motion, the stomp looked like a fake wrestling kick, but live it looked like he jammed his
2: foot down this dude's heart. I agree. <laughs> I think what they should look at is they should look at Sabonis playing every single minute after that.
0: Well, they should look at that, and they should also see. They should look at Sabonis's chest. And see if there's a footprint on his chest, (laughs) because if there's a footprint on his chest, then Draymond really stomped him, because you know Draymond's a big. It could have been really.
2: It could have been really dirty shoes if there's a footprint.
0: No, I'm talking about his chest, not his shirt. Oh, like like Draymond's what is Draymond? 250 pounds, you know, something like that. To you think Sabonis is, chest? is
2: sprinting out of the locker room if they ask for <laughs> what his chest looks like?
0: Well, I know uh, Woj said that they were doing X-rays on his uh, ribs or, or something. So I, you know, I, I, I do think he, he Sabonis kind of plays a style that I would not consider dirty, but I consider it a little bit of a little bit reckless with how many times he just decides to hit the floor, um, how many times he's. Pull, like we saw the in game one, Uh he pulled Draymond down on the floor, like it was like almost like a suplex. Like it would like Draymond was boxing him out, and Sabonis grabs onto him and pulls him so that he doesn't get the rebound, and Draymond falls backwards on him. And I think this that was might- another
2: one where I feel like Draymond, like Sabonis started it, and then I, then Draymond. Well,
0: th- this might be the other one where Draymond said he got his foot pulled because. Draymond is doing that thing where he's trying to get up and he can't get up. And so he just lays on him more and he like puts weight on him. I wonder if that's the same moment because, you know, and, and I'm sure the Kings fans say, Oh, you know, Draymond's the dirtiest player in the game or whatever. And I'm not saying Sabonis is dirty. I just think he does things that, uh, you know, there's some gamesmanship. A little bit of Vladi Divots, former Kings player, reminds me. Vladi Divots was the the biggest guy ever to to just consistently flop all over the court. Sabonis doesn't it doesn't go that far, but there's some stuff in in that game, and I could see why how it would be frustrating for Dre to play that, and the referees don't don't call it. So we'll see. Uh, I I would just be the, the, I, they I hope. That there's not a question because if there's a question and they start digging, on Twitter, <laughs> it it looks bad, right? It, you know, you can you can the some someone has a a loop of just the stomp like a hundred times in a row, just go stomp stomp stomp, yeah, like it lo- yeah, it looks bad. Uh, but so I'm just hopeful that it it doesn't it doesn't mean that he's going to be gone because if he misses game three, I mean, you're basically conceding. The yeah. the the Warriors are not going to win Game Three without him, even if it has. And then it, no team's ever won a three zero, right? So back to the opening point that I wanted to make, and we'll wrap it up here. So I know uh, Amber's waiting to go to the bathroom here. <laughs> um, I thought Game Two was the maybe the most must win, uh, non. Finals, Western Conference championship or finals game that, that the Warriors have ever played. You know, first two rounds of, of the playoffs, I thought this was the most must win. You know, I, th- I think some people might say uh, 2015 uh, when they were down 3-2 to Memphis. Actually, that's probably a little bit more of that. Uh So this maybe this is the second most. But because, you know, if you go down to zero, you got to win four out of the next six or four out of the next five. And there is so much writing on this series, I think for, for the legacy of these guys. Cause we know clay goes up to 40, you know, 43 or something for his money. Draymond can opt out uh, just Bob the, Myers, Bob Myers, like that whole thing. I, I'd be worried if they lose this series about what happens to this team and, you know, maybe they can sort of retool like San Antonio was able to do even when Tim Duncan wasn't the best player on the team. But this is a little bit of a different unit. And uh, I just thought, like, man, I I maybe was feeling more sense of urgency just because these memories are flashing in my head about this run. But the way that they came out, they didn't really seem to be. And Steph's comments after game one was like, Yeah, this is what this is what we do. That we we're you know, we were made for this moment. And I was like, I don't know. I didn't see it. The the Kings did not play terrific basketball. And I think that's more the reason why the Warriors were in rather than the Warriors played good, because I didn't think they played good tonight at all.
2: Yeah. Um, I think for the most part though, like the defense has been solid. Um what did the Kings score tonight? 114? Like, that's not a bad, you know, score, I think, defensively. what is What are the good defensive ratings at? I actually don't know the number off the top of my head. But, you know, I think if you're an optimistic optimistic Warriors fan, I think some of your key pointers are that, you know, Wiggins is getting more minutes under his belt. That's a good sign. Uh, that's probably going to bode well um, you know, they finally, they finally got like Draymond's, you know, got like super bulletin board material now. Right. He got, he got booted from a game. Everyone's calling him dirty again. Like they did in 2016 when he hit LeBron in the balls, like they did in 2020 when he poked LeBron in the eyeballs, like they did in <laughs> you know, Steven Adams, like you name it, man, like that's back. Um, so I feel like maybe, you know, he's amped up. And if you're also, if you're a Warriors fan and you're optimistic, like, these guys have proven time and time again that they figure something out. Um, I think what we try to do as fans is try to figure out what they're going to figure out. Yeah. Right now I can't figure it out. So I, I I hope that, you know, they prove me wrong in game three. I, I think they win game three. Obviously if they don't, it's over. Like it's, yeah. it's <laughs> like Draymond needs to not get suspended and they need to win the game. I think they will because of the home stuff and because of their backs are like super against the wall and they sense it. They must sense it too. Like, That dynasty, man, like I think I think there is a retool move where Jordan Poole's money kicks in next year and you could attach Kaminga, you could attach picks and try to do something. But, you know, I I think that, you know, it's it's a good like if you look at the road to get there, if they get past the Kings, Lakers or Memphis, then it's. Probably, you know, whoever, Suns versus Clippers, then goes to play Denver. Then it's another, like, not that hard road to get to the finals. It's like, we're going to be watching this on our couches if the Warriors get booted in the first round and just be like, like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> like this just, just looks like the Warriors could have done it. And that's going to be so frustrating if that happens, because I genuinely don't think this is the toughest Western Conference. Man, if I could double walk it back, did you see that damn Suns team? They have no hierarchy figured out. Like I said, yeah, like that, that wouldn't have been the worst team to play. Um, but no, I mean, I, I think they just gotta, they just gotta be serious, man. They're just unserious. That's the theme for me is that they're just an unserious team. And you know, what do we do? What do we do during the regular season? we have these type of podcasts where it's sad (laughs) and it's they're not, the dynasty's over They're you know, they're, they're butt cheeks, the whole team's butt cheeks. And then they go and win two in a row. Would it shock me if that happened? No.
0: Well, you know, there's the age old adage that series doesn't start until someone wins a road game. Uh, And if, if the Kings win a road game, like you said, series over. And uh, that is, that is the key here for Thursday. Now, I think, the two games are the two days off, uh, being uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's probably better for the Warriors' legs, but at the same time, the, they, they had old legs tonight. And and Wiggins, the one guy with you know, with the springs in his legs, he they're not there yet completely because he was obviously gone for a while. So they need to find something. Uh Steph is still downplaying it. He's like, you just gotta embrace it. Like that, that was his comment at the end of the the game tonight. Yeah. There was no like sense of urgency in his words, which hey, it, it works for him. That's kind of the way that he is. But uh I, I was I I was told that I need to watch inside the NBA because uh <laughs> oh no Shaq and, and Chuck were uh, at least Shaq for sure was it was Team Draymond here. We gotta wait. watch it.
2: Hey, one last thing though, one that I yep. thought of is that you know the three days rest. I hope Jordan gets healed up. I genuinely do. Am on team like, like I think it was a lot of injury. Like Jordan brings so much stuff that this team needs right now, which is getting to the damn foul line. Yeah. Um, I think that if he is healthy and he plays, I think whenever he's in the game, they strictly need to go 2-3 zone and he needs to play what you play on 2K, which is just the back right <laughs> corner or the back left corner, the least involved. So uh, that would be my that would be my game plan is do not let this man play man on man. Yeah, but, then, but then what happens
0: us. when the other team gets on a fast break? That's where his defense is the worst. He's a terrible yeah. transition player. I mean, defensive side. Th- and
2: that's another bulletin. Uh, not bulletin, but just another key point that I don't know if, you know, those who are, who might need a little bit of insight there is that when the Warriors have a made basket, the Kings turn it into a fast break. It's like Steph or Jordan can hit a layup and just kind of like, you know, gloat a little bit as they're walking back on defense, but it's like, oh, nope, the Darren Fox quickly got the ball, checked it into Malik Monk, and they are sprinting. I don't know what the exact definition of a fast break is. If it needs to be off of a miss they might need to change the definition by how the Kings are playing because it is very like there's no slow bring the ball up. It's only if the ball, you know, the what, ha- what needs to happen is the Warriors need to, like, score the basket. Like, Steph needs to hit a layup, and if Loon's under it, he needs to, like, tap it. He needs to, like, hit it a little bit so that the Kings aren't able to pick it up and run. And that might be a delay game. I don't know. But that's that's something that, you know, they did in the regular season that they're doing in the playoffs that I think is just... Working on this old guy team is that they don't have zero chance to set their feet on defense. it's go go go, and if you can't hear your coach because it's so loud and you're confused to begin with, like that's just a recipe for disaster um so I think there there was a total home court advantage these past two days, past two games
0: uh. Clay just said that uh, Jordan's playing on half a foot. So that's the, uh, that's the telling you. For, so weird out there. It was,
2: it was disgusting.
0: Yeah. It's unfortunate for him, man. But, you know, may, maybe they just got to go away from him. But if Clay knows that, then he's, he's got to play better because <laughs> yeah. I don't know where you get it. From. If he's, if Clay said he's playing on
2: one foot, that the guy's not going to be back by the next game. I'm sure it's a little bit of an exaggeration, but
0: yeah. Uh, that's so good. we won't, we will not be back after game three. I will be, uh, I'll be in LA, Anaheim. Uh, when is Game Four? By the way,
2: Game Four is on Sunday. I okay. wrote it down on my calendar. It's, it's Saturday or Sunday, because Game Three is on Thursday. Game Four is probably on Saturday. I think they got in, the afternoon game too, like like twelve thirty.
0: Can you watch? I'm like, game...
2: g- give me one second. Actually, no. Sorry, go.
0: Can uh, do they let you watch the game? Outside of the, uh, do they? Yeah, play I think you do that. I, I'm just worried it might be too cold. Oh, I wonder if we should do that. The like, a, it, I'd be it, down as a, as an. Ode. I was thinking
2: we might do it for game three with my friends, but uh,
0: yeah. I'd and if it, if, it brings, and if it brings if it brings good luck, maybe we should do it. Uh, yeah. Okay, so Warriors Kings game four is it's a twelve thirty start, right? It is. Why don't they, Why is it so hard? Uh, yeah, twelve thirty on Sunday. Sunday. Wow, and another big rest in between three and four, right? That's Friday, Saturday off, or is that normal? Is it the Friday, Saturday? Yeah, another two. Yeah, another two so days then... off. So because this this last game was uh, Saturday, Monday. That was only one game off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we'll we'll be back at some point. Not game three, maybe game four. We'll see, uh, and hopefully, well, I mean if seasons over we gotta come back after game four it'll just be the saddest podcast of all time uh all right thanks to uh thanks to Brian I am double G thanks to people who are checking us out live uh we'll see you when we see you peace out.
3: This is Colin Kelly from the Road of His Fantasy Football Podcast Network. In case you didn't know, the show you are listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals and passionate fans. And over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, podcast network and business operations, Now they are raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be a part of a growing startup. You can invest as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show continue to grow. If you would like to be part of the BlueWire Invest round or want to find out more information go to wefunder.com forward slash blue wire